0: Through innovation, academic excellence, and family-centered clinical care, Children's Mercy Kansas City is transforming outcomes for children around the world. Welcome to the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith.
1: So our topic today is knee ligament injuries, when to choose operative management, My guest is Dr. Kevin Latz. He is the chief section of sports medicine with the Division of Orthopedic Surgery at Children's Mercy Kansas City. Dr. Latz, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: So let's do this, um, Dr. Um uh, You know, there's uh, a lot of general pediatricians and, and um, family physicians that listen to the show. Uh, obviously, they see a lot of injuries, knee injuries, uh, especially every day, but maybe not understanding or remembering, I should say, the pathophysiology uh, like you do. So how about a quick little review of the different types of knee ligament injuries?
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad to do this. Um, so certainly... I think when you're seeing an athlete or a patient for the first time, um, you need to think about, you know, what's going to be injured most commonly. Um, And so if we see a patient in our emergency room or a clinic with a large knee effusion, um, really the differential diagnosis includes a fracture, a patella dislocation, or a knee ligament injury. And of the knee ligament injuries, uh, the most likely one to leave a large effusion is an ACL tear. And so just knowing what happens common commonly and uh, having that quick differential diagnosis uh, in your mind, I think is very helpful.
1: Yeah. Which are we seeing, so uh, is there an increase in these types of injuries in kids? Because I think there's a theory out there, right, where a lot of kids today in, at the elementary school level aren't quite as active as we used to be, right? But then when they hit middle school high school um they tend to become very active so is is that causing a problem are we seeing more injuries because we're so sedentary in elementary school but all of a sudden we become real active at 13 or 14
0: well there's certainly some uh knee problems that we see that we think are uh, activity related i think the knee ligament injuries actually are are that's less proven um I think there is an increase in number of knee uh, ligament injuries. I think some of that is an awareness, i.e., that a adolescent or even a pre-adolescent athlete can sustain a significant knee injury. Um, I think, you know, the uh, the more widespread availability of MRIs also increases that. I think there's a very low threshold now uh, to get MRIs, and there's good and bad things about that. But one of the good things is that it'll, it'll quickly identify an ACL tear. Um, I do think um, that uh, certainly we know that women are more vulnerable than men to ACL injuries. And with Title IX, it's been quite a few years now, but with that uh, advent and the, uh, the blessing that comes with more female participation in sports comes the curse of more uh, knee ligament injuries right. as well.
1: Right. So let's talk a little bit then, um, before we get into management um, and and when really to choose, you know, operative management as, as the course of treatment, let's talk a little bit about prevention first. What are some of the things uh, that you're doing at Children's Mercy um, looking at preventing these types of injuries?
0: Well, it's a lot of education, and uh, we do have uh, knee ligament injury prevention programs uh, focused primarily on the ACL, but that would also include MCL and PCL injuries as well. Um, I think the big thing is uh, just making athletes aware that the ACL is uh, an emergency break. It really comes into play when you're fatigued. And so aerobic conditioning, uh, as well as working on balance, um, is just a huge key towards injury prevention
1: yeah so when we finally have that diagnosis, right, so we have that large effusion, we think right. it's a a ligamentous injury we confirm it on mRI so now we're standing at that fork in the road right so where so are we gonna are we going watch and wait are we going to be more aggressive maybe operative care walk us down um you know your thought process when you come to that fork in the road, and how ultimately do you choose operative management
0: right well i' you know it's an unfortunate conversation that I have uh nearly every day. I think the first thing I tell parents, uh, and patients for that matter, is that an ACL tear, uh, does not necessarily mandate surgery. It really is based on the, uh, goals and aspirations of that athlete. Um, it really is a shared decision. I think my role is to, um, uh, educate and provide options. And I really think the physiotherapist plays a huge role in that education process as well. Um, If I've got a younger athlete, I might be more apt to steer them towards surgery. In other words, a pre-adolescent, because I think the demands they put on their knees, um, not necessarily in formal sports, but just day-to-day activities might be greater. And so uh, it's one of those unique situations where with our younger patients, we might be a little bit more aggressive in steering them towards surgery, but, but really feel very strongly it's a shared decision, a very tailored decision towards that individual athlete and family.
1: So comparing an adolescent to an adult, um, are there differences in outcomes if you have to go to surgery?
0: Um, you know, I think the the true adolescent that we're seeing, the high school-age athlete, um, those are typically, uh, uh, unless you're talking about a professional athlete, that's, you know, a, a 15-year-old high school football soccer player is frankly just going to be a more fit, um, toned individual than a 35-year-old recreational athlete. So I think the the blessing here is when I get those patients to the operating room, their prehab, i.e., the, the work that they got into and uh, put into getting their knee ready for surgery, if you will, um, is going to be much more effective and much more. They're really going to have a knee that, that looks and feels very good before we can get to the operating room. Whereas the person who's working and doing rehab on the side uh, often just has a real struggle getting to the point where we think their knee is ready for surgery.
1: Yeah. Let's go back to the prevention question again. So when you look at the different um, athletes coming out of high school with these types of injuries, is there one sport over another that you seem you, you see more and more uh, causing these injuries and is it and that might and that's that's a good question right because that might become an important thing for those coaches to maybe have some education on how they might be able to prevent that. But do you see a difference between soccer players and football players for instance with these types of injuries?
0: I, I do. The typical patient, uh, probably 75% of my ACL reconstruction uh, patients are females involved in high school or collegiate uh, basketball and soccer. Those are, and there's, there's a number of uh, NCAA and high school surveillance studies looking at that that really point to that the, the male athlete that gets injured is more likely going to be a football player and the female athlete is going to be a basketball player, uh, soccer player.
1: So is there any, so, so keeping that in mind, is there, do you have any advice for um, a teenage girl who's a soccer player? What's, what's the best thing she can do to protect her knees? Is there, is there certain stretches, certain things that you would recommend? Because um, obviously, as we all know, prevention is the best way to go, right? So absolutely, what, what So what do you teach?
0: Well, so we teach them that, again, the, the, you just can't say enough, the aerobic fitness part of things. Um, they've really got to be out there, and they can't be competing when they're fatigued. They've really got to have great aerobic fitness, um, and both their coach and the player need to be aware of that. I think there are clearly some movement patterns that put a patient at risk, and so a simple what's called a box jump where they – they jump off a two foot box in your clinic and land and then go to jump again. There's got to be a distraction moment there where they they're not focusing on how they're landing, but they're they're focusing on showing you how high they can jump. If that patient lands with their knees going inward um, or um, if in a course of a series of single leg jumps across my clinic, if they have no balance i e no e control. That's really a red flag and really an athlete that you want to get uh, working either with a physiotherapist or an athletic trainer um, or even just really with a motivated set of parents to work on those proper landing uh, mechanics.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting, and so and that's important. I'm sure a lot of the, the coaches know that, and, and I'm sure they're trying to, to recognize uh, that as well. So that's an interesting way to... Um, to, to identify, right, who, who right. might be at more risk for the injuries. So that's interesting. Well, Dr. Letts, this is a very um, uh, interesting topic for me. I, I really thank you for the work that you're doing at Children's Mercy and for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics of Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.